This is the AI-assisted organization podcast hosted by myself, Piers Linney, and my co-host and co-founder of Implement AI, Dr. Alok Shukla. Hi, Alok. So you're, you're in the UK up north. I am. I am. My dad actually had a heart attack on Wednesday, and so I came straight back. He's doing much better, though. Thank you. And um, but yeah, it's, it's a good opportunity to kind of be back in Lancaster and catch up on stuff and uh, and see what's going on, basically. Yeah. That's, that's good to hear. That's part of the reason why we're sort of a slightly later again this week. To be honest, like, even when I was in the hospital, I was looking at AI use cases, like for summarizing doctor information. And I, you, you kept texting me, going, "Do you know what? Do you know what would be fantastic?" <laughs> I was like, oh my god! I, I still might work on that. I might release something, basically, like a medical conversation summarizer, because I think it could be quite useful for like family members to understand what's going on, and also yeah, rather than them. guessing and keep asking. Man, yeah, so the technology can do these things. But anyway, that's a side thing. Although your dad is a doctor. Yes, but he, <laughs> yes, he's even more, but he, he's an introvert. He doesn't explain very much. <laughs> so we've got quite a few things to rattle through in terms of uh, updates. So um, we've got a, a webinar. We had to move it. So that's going to be this Wednesday, Wednesday the 14th. Get that date right. So we've uh, sent out an update if you already signed up for that. If you haven't, that's going to be really, really interesting, really sort of powerful stuff. It's about AI voice agents, something that we've been focused on. Um, another important date is my birthday the day after, just so you need to know that. I'm, I'm getting... Oh, the 14th, they could have a date with you, Piers. That's the thing. I'll do a webinar on my birthday. I'll go down well with my, my other half. 14th is Valentine's. Uh, yeah, a date with an AI voice agent. We can organise that for you if you are struggling. Uh, and then we've got a, quite a big thing we're doing with Elite Business. So if you don't do Elite Business... They run a thing called Elite Business Live. This is one of the sort of UK's premium business conferences. So I'm I'm speaking there, but also afterwards we're doing a, a, a sort of a masterclass interactive workshop, whatever you'd like to call it, in person. So if you haven't got down to or signed up for Elite Business Live, do that. It's in central London. So the 13th of March, and it's sort of near St. Paul's around there. If you want to know more, go to elitebusinessevent.co.uk to find out more. I'm doing a few keynotes. I've done a few as well, but I'm doing a few keynotes at the AI and Big Data Show in London and also the London Tech Show. So they're coming up. Go and find out more at the Tech Show London. So there's quite a lot going on. We're sort of um, getting out there and talking a lot about AI. So this show, there's quite a bit of news to catch up on because we sort of delayed this week again. So we're going to rattle through that. Although I have to say, Alok, that the AI news flow uh, is is just becoming crazy again now that we're sort of into in February. It's going from stream to river to, you know, waterfall. Yeah. And then we're going to start going back to basics. So we'll be showing you and talking about some quite not sort of useful, but complex in some ways, um, sort of applications, use cases and things that we're creating. But I think a lot of people are asking us, uh, sort of engaging with us saying, look, I just want to go back to basics. I and mean, literally it is step one. How do I start thinking about implementing AI in my business? So today, you'd be glad to hear, we're going to go back to our foundational white paper and we're going to start there. Let's wrestle through the news. Now, you can probably see on the screen if you're looking on um, on YouTube, we've got a, a QR code. So you can download our AI uh, toolkit. So it's our AI agent white paper. It's a white paper we're going to talk about a bit today about building AI assisted organization and a few other things as well. If you can't see that, then go to implementai.io forward slash AI hyphen toolkit and you can um, download that. Right, let's go on to the news. So the first thing, which I'm glad to hear, glad to sort of read about, is that our first prediction from our December prediction 2024 has come true. Uh, and that is that there's going to be some pretty big debts using AI. So there's a 25 million um, scam parallel. I won't go into huge detail, but a number of sort of uh, 
deep fake avatars gone into a conference yeah. call with a, a finance director or finance, someone in the finance department, quite a large multinational, and sort of told them to transfer the $25 million, which they probably did. So that, that's the first. There's going to be a lot more. And I think the thing here, the, the point here is, is that I've done a bit of work on the, on sort of uh, cybersecurity with various people over the years. And SMEs are the soft underbelly. You can be collateral damage just to get at a large organization if you're the supply chain. So I think we're going to, this is a big one, a targeted one, a sophisticated one. You're going to see a lot more to the, the cyber criminals going after SMEs. Right, yeah, basics. Yeah, exactly. Just check. POs. You go look into a website, right? And it, and it often asks you for an SMS text message to verify whatever it is. I'm sure it's going to come to commercial transactions because like, how can you not approve that, that you actually wanted that or something like that, isn't it, right? Like, I will talk about this. Phishing emails, um, deep fake voice. Your boss calls you, goes, oh, I'm, I'm stuck. Can you send this? And it sounds like your boss now. It's not a phishing email. It actually sounds like them. So you've really got to start thinking about when you start talking about policy and governance, something we help you yeah. with is start thinking about cyber security and not just the not just the sort of technical software side of things, the human side of it, because they're the ones we, that are going to be caught out. Exactly. Absolutely right. Policies of ways of communicating, looking at different things. I mean, I was talking to my aunt actually just recently, and um, she, when her daughter landed in a different country, she got a message saying, "My phone hasn't isn't working. I, I need you to contact EE and transfer 150 quid or whatever like that." And so it, there, there was a whole thing around that, but they knew that she was traveling at that point. So you need to have policies like who can authorize what transaction, how purchase request is authorized. You know, like many things you need to like really like, get, get a text from the person who's supposed to be talking Correct. to based right. that and, and we talk about this sort of the the attack surface in smes is growing because of technology and the attack surface can now be attacked more effectively using ai so you something you really do need to think about Even like bank apps they have that you put your face in the in the in the frame to verify that you wanted to do that isn't it right you know they care so all that I mean, it sounds like admin is stuff you don't need to do but you know this can kill a small business so really do think about it let's move on so really big news google gemini is finally here we've been talking about this it's a month essentially now, there was google bard and what you're seeing is the large companies they're now kind of doubling down on particular brands so google bars disappeared Google Duet's going to disappear. It's all going to be Google Gemini. That's their kind of generative AI brand, essentially. Now, this is there's a, the Gemini Advanced is here. This is using the Ultra model. So we had the Nano model, and now you've got the Ultra model as well, the other end of the spectrum. It's going to be $20 a month, similar to OpenAI's ChatGPT. Lots of testing and comparisons against ChatGPT, as you would expect. There was that video they did last year. People thought they kind of faked a lot of it, to be honest with you. Uh, and and it, I've been playing with it as well. It is pretty good, actually. But the people that have spent hours and hours testing it, saying that kind of on a par with ChatGPT in some places, it's very fast. It's a lot faster than GPT-4, for example, maybe three times as fast. It just churns out the actual content. But it's not as good as things like, like image generation. Some of the logic tests, it sort of dot the ball as well. So I think these things are going to end up at a par somewhere down the line. Well, we're still focused on using um, OpenAI and ChatGPT, I think. Uh, yeah, but I, I think like when you're looking at these sorts of things, like, even though these models are incredibly powerful and they are multimodal, most business use cases won't be multimodal workflows. It might just be text or voice or, or like, you know, image processing or whatever like this. So <clears throat> having tuned ones which will work for different ones and maybe Gemini in parts of the flow or, you know, Claude in other parts. But yeah, like, I mean, you look at like the progress that's happening with Gemini and and, and with GPT, and then you wonder, like, where's Claude going to come, like, come with their next push? I think if you're sort of a Google user now, you've got something which is as good as probably in most cases ChatGPT, so it's kind of good news. There's an Android app as well, and there's an iOS app coming as well. So that's quite big news. 
And you're seeing Microsoft, you're seeing brands like doubling down on these sort of generative AI brands like Copilot as well. Another thing that we're quite interested in, I like buying stuff and so do I, what we call the AI form factor wars. Yeah. So this is, you know, we've all got you know, phones now. And what, what's the next device going to look like? So I bought a rabbit. When I, when I say I bought a rabbit, because a lot of the rabbit product. <laughs> I mean the AI rabbit, and Alox bought some audio device. Somebody says it called all. Yeah, it's actually this, yeah. There's two bits. Finish your bit. I'll come right there. Yeah, and then but and then the other humane pin that came out. This thing that sort of sticks on you, and it can it's got a laser. You can sort of laser sort of um what sort of project your time and things on your hand, which is kind of was a bit of a damp squib. But you're seeing people are trying with hard. And I think Martin Zuckerberg said a few weeks ago that the most useful form factor, apart from having a phone, so you want to carry around lots of devices in a big sort of bag, is going to are going to be glasses. Well, he would say that because it is meta glasses, which I had a play but quite good. But there's a new glasses now called um they're called frame glasses as well, and they've actually got the, the AI built in and the AR. So a bit like the rabbit thing that I'm buying. But it's got, because it's in front of you and you've got the glasses, they can I include AR? And I personally think that he could be right. That's the way it's going to go. And I told you, after your eyes lasered, you're going to be wearing glasses again, basically, right? Like, uh, so it's going to be... Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> I tried to get rid of them, yeah. But no, but, with, a massive, with a massive battery pack. Wait, wait, yeah. So, so I, I, I bought, like, this um, solid-state recording device. I'm going to see what it's like. It can record for, like, three days, and it's literally just a switch. And so I'm, I'm interested to see, like, how that can contextually be applied to summarize, identify you know, surface information from different... But why, why do you use, a, why use your phone, though? No, because it because it can last for three days. Like, it, 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 oh, right. you know, and it's always on, and it won't get interrupted when you're doing a phone call. The, the point is that, right? The other thing I saw that's quite interesting was that I saw some open source glasses, which basically had the camera built into it and also the, the microphone, and an open source monocle. The monocle, you could actually clip onto an existing glass, and it had the camera built into it and the microphone. So, so the point here is that, like... Absolutely. The, having the proximity to the ears from the frame of the glasses and at the same time having the visual over the eyes is the way that it's going to be. I mean, I saw some incredible videos with the Vision Pro. We're not ready to talk about that today, but it's going this way. So at least be able to process what you see visually and then give you information you know, verbally. That's going to be a massive jump through then you start layering on AR and it's going to go rapid. Uh, let's face it, you know, in the future, you know, as well, these are going to be contact lenses. That's where this is when it's miniaturized. Right. So that's all very exciting. And eventually, you know, you, you're going to be, and I think I'll ask what, you're going to be talking to technology more than sort of pressing buttons as well. A windscreen, it'll be a window, it will be, you know, contact lenses, basically. So moving on, quite a few things from Microsoft and um, OpenAI as well. So Microsoft, they've um, they've got sort of a, well, again, they're doubling down on their Copilot brand now. Everything's Copilot. And it's quite interesting where we use Microsoft Copilot and you can log in on the web as well. And it kind of Bing experience now disappeared. It's all co-pilot now so they've got a, a context aware co-pilot i think is what we're going to see it's going to be in windows 11 it's going to be the next generation operating system their whole productivity suite they're kind of building everything there around this this capability and this technology they've got a super bowl ad i watched the ad you can see it on youtube already and really it's about empowering individuals to be the best they can be you know you can be an artist a creator a writer be whatever you want to be in terms of this output we always talk about wins you know, words, images, numbers, and sounds. Anything yep. within the within wings, you can be fantastic at. So it's quite inspiring, really, and the fact that they're sort of throwing money at it. It's also probably why Google launched Gemini this week or last week as well. I think there's a very interesting thing that's going to happen quite quickly, like this context-aware co-pilot that we just talked about. Like, and when I was watching a demo of the Vision Pro, there was a guy walking around his house, and he walked into the kitchen, and above the kitchen there was a YouTube cooking demonstration. It's pinned there, basically, right? So whenever he's in the kitchen, he's in the 
cooking context, let's call it that, or is on the fridge and it had like the fridge notes of like what to what to buy. Now having co-pilots, which are let's say a kitchen co-pilot, that that will come, isn't it? Right? It'll know exactly what you're just trying to do. And then when you're in the kitchen and you're trying to look at something, it's only got that context and it's optimized for that context. So I think we're going to start seeing like, you know, much more tuned and, and localized and much more useful. Let's put it that way, you know, like, um, you know, co-pilots, because rather than having big ones that can do everything, even within business, there'll be like stock taking ones or, you know, admin ones or different things like that, basically. And then also um, moving on, OpenAI ChatGPT4 is going to be able to operate devices. You've seen this. So people try and do this as well, but they're kind of moving into AI agents. So if you think about what a human needs to do, you need to swipe things, click things, type on things, touch things, and that can be a, a blocker to generative AI. What they're trying to do is create an agent that can kind of do all of this for you. And that's quite interesting. Think about clicking on, you know, in a browser, clicking in software, bit like robotic process automation in a way. It's RPA. That's what we already do that, right? Like, so we were already combining AI with RPA, which was basically controlling the browser, browser automation. But now if they're going to like, bring those things into it. it. The way I look at it is like, it's almost like your blob of mercury and then everything is just coming into the blob of mercury, basically. Like I remember seeing this like, desk, this image of like the evolution of the office and it was basically showing like a kind of laptop and then like the the, cat, the clock on the wall goes onto the screen and it becomes an app, maybe, for example, on the phone, you know, like it's at a clock. And then, and then you know, the, the word processor becomes like Microsoft Word. Basically everything is just being absorbed into the AI and it will then just, you know, take whatever form, control whatever. Well, no, is though that now you need APIs because you know to interface all these different things. Yes. When I have these kind of agents, you don't. You can just say, you know, essentially, and this is going to be sort of, um, it's not, it's not going to be physical, but it'll be able to, you know, touch things on a screen or in a browser, for example. But eventually, obviously, it'll be physical as well. So that's quite an exciting um, trip. Apart from they can also do captures. <laughs> I'm not sure how, how good a, a, a yes. that is. Um, so OpenAI have also... But I've got a company back called 1X, and it's quite incredible, actually. So they've basically launched, looks a bit like the Tesla bot, but um, sometimes I think they've got people in them, like we're in, in, a, in a kind of a suit. Well, it's amazing. They've got about 30 of them. It's showing you do different tasks, and it's basically, a, I mean, we've got to get too technical, but it's a single neural net operating at 10 hertz. So it basically sees the world, processes it, um, basically a large language model, essentially, and then it's sort of acting. So... They give us some basic training about cooking or tidying up, and then off they go. You're seeing that robotics, you know, we always said it's going to be cognitive labor Same. and then physical labor. But within a couple of years, you're going to start to see humanoid-like robots that are affordable to the wealthy. Did you see Optimus? Tesla one folding like yeah. a shirt. Did you see that one, basically? Like, very hard to do. dexterous. I'm peeling a banana, cracking an egg, all these kind of things. So that's quite interesting. And they've just raised about 100 million as well. So, you know, embodied AI is coming. Let's move on. Sam Altman's um, trying to raise a great one. Is it five to 10, five to seven trillion dollars, which is 10% of global GDP to manufacture yes. GPUs or chips for AI? I'll just leave that one there, just in terms of the scale of the ambition of some of these people. It's, it's absolutely bonkers. Voice cloning, something we're going to talk about on our uh, live webinar on, on Wednesday, next Wednesday, is um, oh, we've got sort of cool agents as well. But of course, this voice cloning can be used by bad actors. So the FCC in the US now is kind of clamping down on how you can use voice clones. I, I was going through Ofcom's um, website side as well. I don't think the UK is quite caught up yet in terms of this. There was some news that the UK government has got to put to the side about £100 million to have regulators kind of catch up. So £10 million is kind of for regulators. I think um, £90 million is for funding AI innovation hubs around the UK, which is quite exciting as well. 
So we, we might go tap them up for some of that a lot. But I think that the key there is is that the regulators are going to have to move very, very quickly to catch up with artificial intelligence, especially given the pace of change. Always retrospective, though, isn't it? They can only operate based on natural scenarios. They are, but they've always, in this case, though, if they don't move more quickly. When I was a, I was a trustee of Nest, the UK's largest innovation foundation, we did a lot of research or work on anticipatory regulation, trying to regulate for things that are coming, which is clearly quite hard to do. But the mind start thinking about doing that. Uh, so what the news, so, um, this is in the image, in sort of a winds of, you know, words, images, numbers, and sounds. So in the kind of images and video, again, this is moving really, really quickly. So Midjourney, one of my favorite um, image sort of creation platforms, it's now on the web, if you've created like a thousand images, but it's coming. It was stuck in Discord. So what you're seeing now is, is you know, um, whether it's Dali 3, whether it's Midjourney, Stability AI, they're rapidly evolving their image creation capability. So they're now launching um, um, the ability to create images that are consistent. You see these uh, AI videos, they kind of flicker. Because every image is kind of a new one, essentially. So they never, they don't really follow through when you kind of put them together, you know, 24 to 30 frames a second. Yeah. It doesn't really work. We are seeing more and more advanced as you see Microsoft's launch a model, with a new AI image generation called, it's called Ducalion. Stability video diffusion have launched while it gives more consistent uh, video and image creation. Apple, literally everybody understands that the power of creating images and video is something this is more consumer, I would say, in terms of its use case, but it's super powerful. And a lot of this, like Samsung, is going to be running locally on devices. Amazon, moving on, they've launched an AI power shopping assistant called Rufus. So this is going to be an interesting advance as well. So you're now seeing that, I'll talk about Apple in a minute, that Apple, Amazon, they've been talking about what they're going to do in AI, especially Apple. And now they're actually beginning to launch some quite serious products. So Rufus is trained on their catalogue. It's going to learn what you, sh- obviously they know is your shopping list, obviously, your shopping history. And also they can access the um, internet as well. So currently it's been launched in the US on a subset of um, customers. Well, this is going to give you recommendations on what to buy, um, finding products for you, product comparisons. You know, it's going to try and make shopping easier so they can extract more money out of it. And then Apple AI is finally is coming. So Apple have been a quietly, I mean, they were the biggest acquired AI companies last year very quietly um, and now Apple AI is coming so Tim Cook saying that the generative AI strategy you're going to start to see it rolled out the big one's going to be out, clearly on the phones obviously and what's going to happen to Siri is Siri going to become intelligent I keep waking up saying hi Siri just just asking questions only times I use Siri is by accident by the way I know I keep saying Siri no way. just to see <laughs> morning peers and it's suddenly she's changed into this kind of generative AI powered tool well it hasn't happened yet but that will be for Apple and anyone who uses Apple devices in the Apple ecosystem. When that happens, God, it's a walled garden. It'll be a game changer. Yeah, it's a walled garden. Right. So that was the news. We've kind of rattled through that again. Uh, implement AI if you're new to us. Do download our AI sort of white papers. You can actually, if you're looking on YouTube, there's a QR code to do that. They're one of the AI assisted organization agents. We're also now looking at a, it's kind of a white paper in a way, a shorter version of one on the AI operating system, as we call it. Building an AI-assisted platform in your business on which to build, on which to grow, on which to, you know, to acquire other companies as well. We've got our newsletter. That's becoming uh, quite a good little strategic. So we kind of go through the news a little bit, but it's more strategic now. Uh, we used to go through the podcast a bit, but it's kind of quite useful. And our training courses, so our training academy is growing very quickly. And again, we're finding first step yeah. often into artificial intelligence and understanding it. And augmenting yourself and your team and I think well, how do I how, what is this how do I use it it's training so AI fundamentals prompt engineering Microsoft Copilot we have a whole range of courses on our, our training academy which you can go and uh, have a look at and AI Activate this is our 60 day sprint the most popular program we have we're now seeing quite a few of our clients actually are now coming out of Activate and they're now actually implementing AI agents 
or going on to a longer term program. So that's really exciting. So what we wanted to do this week really is go back to basics, right? So let's go back to sort of, you know, building AI assisted organization 101. We wrote this white paper when we first started, trying to so we could understand how do you approach this? And really, you know, we're entering this sort of AI assisted era, the AI assisted organization era. It was kind of human first, AI assisted, and eventually somewhere down the line, cognitive first and then physical, you're going to have this sort of AI first world and kind of almost everything we do. And what you can now do is start to optimize your operations. You can start to use AI to help grow your business, which a lot of our clients are actually quite focused on rather than trying to reduce costs. But it's going to reshape sectors, reshape industries. We're reading, um, I'm going to write a blog on this actually, it's some McKinsey research about how AI assisted organizations are already now getting ahead of the pack, getting ahead of the competition and they're going to stay there as well. So it's really important to adopt it early. No, not wholesale adoption and, you know, completely transforming your business. So the landscape is that the large language models that arrived last year, they are changing everything we do. And most people still don't, because they haven't had time, because you're busy building businesses, they haven't had time to understand what the hell is a large language model? What is a GPT? You know, what is computer vision? How can it help in predictive analytics? All these things are quite complicated, but the key is, is to start learning. That's what we try and help you do. Understand the landscape in kind of a, a macro sense, but also the landscape in terms of your sector, your business, yeah. and also you personally as well, because it can actually massively impact yourself in terms of scaling yourself up. So AI adoption is, is transforming sectors. We've got clients that we, we're working with. That it is literally as an analog, transform their business, transform their roadmap. Exactly. So let's just break a little bit down there. So what this is doing now is like previously all businesses were run by people and some automation. That's what was happening. But anytime any kind of decision needs to happen, it was a person that was involved in the decision-making. There wasn't that kind of intelligence. So if there was professional service, if it was any kind of like support, it was always a person. So then that meant that every business needed a certain kind of cost structure because you need to have this many people in customer support, this many people for support, this many people for service, this many people for success, whatever it is. Now with these models, different elements of the business can be abstracted or can be re-engineered where the AI first provides all the support for let's say 80% of the use case and 20% of the use cases the human needs to do, which are more complex. So already that increases the capacity of a business. Like we were having a conversation with, um, it's no secret, I post on LinkedIn about how law is going to be changed because the billable hour, like, you know, you're just trying to sell X number of lawyers at a billable hour versus the processing power of like AI and having a new model, which is maybe subscription, access to legal, you know, proof checking with some consulting. There's already people making moves in this kind of area. So you have to understand in your landscape. So the landscape is what activities you do in your business to drive revenue and, and basically serve your customer. And within all of those activities, where is AI basically a target zone where it can actually assist? Because the companies that are then using AI, I was talking to someone that works for in construction estimating, and he was telling me that on Friday, he basically had sent a whole lot of requirements for a massive building project. And then on Monday, he saw that like when he came in first thing in the morning, there was um, a Teams meeting on his calendar. He was like, hang on, why is there a Teams meeting? Is it maybe to discuss what I sent on a Friday? Because normally it takes about a month and 30 grand for the person to do like a review of everything, basically. And he was shocked, basically, what happened is because on the Monday, he was the afternoon, they were actually going through work they delivered over the weekend. And it was obviously using part of the AI. And it's like a 10x factor of, of cost change difference from 30 grand to three grand and the speed. So can you imagine that companies that then embrace that, they're faster and cheaper. So even if they charge the same to somebody else, they've got a massive profit margin increase. This is stuff you cannot ignore. It's like asteroids. Yeah, you're right. And I think what we what we sort of talk about really is augmenting humans. So you look at the kind of your your yeah. 
physical human workforce, you're now adding a virtual workforce, AI agents. Now, agents yet can't do a job, you know, they can't take on a job, as, as well, a job description with, you know, 20 things someone does all day, all week. What they can do, though, is probably take on 5, 10, 15, eventually all, as a task within that job. So the idea is, is to take out the ones that are mundane, they are time-consuming, boring as well, Perfect. and let the AIs do those, so that your human labor can focus on what the more meaningful work and, and add more value. So AI creates value through, we think it's augmenting your team, augmenting yourself, it's personalization, it's making much more efficient operations because AI doesn't miss things, it doesn't get tired, it doesn't have bias as well. You can actually take, people say AI has bias, in the underlying models, but in your business day to day, you can actually engineer them to take bias out of business decision-making, which is something we all we all suffer from. I can give a real example, right? So when I was verifying my dad's health insurance, for example, I had to call up, verify who I was, the policy number, all that stuff. Then she was like, okay, I'm going to put you on hold for a few minutes because I need to read through the policy and see what you're covered. Yeah, I can do that. Knowing what you're basically doing, what your pre-existing stuff, and then it could even summarize for you like what you're eligible for based on the policies. And then if there are optional purchase upgrades and things that can do it. So there's so many things that should be re-engineered. And this is where this white paper comes in. You have to have the mindset of planning now because you can't implement within a month. You have to have the planning cycle as well. And what, what we find is that, it's been quite blunt about it, is that if it is mindset driven. Whether you're, we've got some clients that are quite small organizations with hundreds of millions of revenue, but it's the mindset of the people that are engaging with us about, we want to, we understand that the world is about to change. We understand that we need to be looking at this. We want to start right now. The people that are kind of just looking at thinking, well, what's all this? I'll come back to it in two, three, four, five years when I've got time. Then they're not going to survive. So in our, in our white paper, we have these sort of, bit like autonomous cars. You kind of five levels of automation. You know, you're going from driving a manual car with a steering wheel to being asleep in the back with having no steering wheel. So but that's not going to happen across an organization at once in its entirety. It's workflow by workflow, department by department person by person in some cases. And that's how I start looking at it and implementing and learning. What you then get is level everyone up in the organization, you have a training or we call it business AI boardroom briefings, level everybody up. Then you can then have a strategic plan. Everyone kind of understands why you're doing it, where it's going it. And then you start to see people start to see the ROI. They start to see that this is not going to take their job. It's going to make their job more interesting, more meaningful, more enjoyable. Uh, and then you start to get more stakeholder buy-in. And then you start to see the AI role, sort of roll out, the, the interest in doing it. And we've seen some of our clients have like, you know, training and the 10 people on it, then go off and they're, and they're kind of inspired. And they come back with all these ideas about, okay, I get it now. Now we can automate this or we can do this. And it, again, just that one training yeah. course has completely transformed the perception of AI in a business. Exactly that, a catalyst. It's a catalyst, basically, like, because you have to basically be able to take people out from a certain mindset, which is, let's call it like, they talk about the fixed mindset and the growth mindset, right? But you can go from like the, the kind of like linear mindset to the more augmented mindset, the exponential mindset, because once you understand these things can be done and you can actually see what examples are possible, you're going to be in the position to be able to suggest new changes. So let's talk about implementation now, the reality of it. So I haven't quite drawn this yet a lot. I, mean, I keep on this like a, almost like a garden, a quadrant of, you've got workflows that actually make make a difference, you know, that, that there's a real pain point, yeah, there's a real ROI. Then you've got the technology with that, te that sort of, what they call yes. the jagged technological frontier that's moving out. And what you really want are things where the technology does a great job of it already, and it's a massive pain point, boom. Yeah, um, that's where your highest ROI is going to be. If we just talk it through at the point at this point in time, primary level customer support, 
that's generally a cost structure in most businesses and the ai can process that in very very good ways even taking you know image inputs and things like this from people and then you're also looking at let's just say for example parts of like sales or outreach or kind of like marketing content creation those are like two areas which where the technology capability is mature and there is a, a real cost structure or opportunity zone to implement those within within that area and then you're adding in you know, voice-based calls or support or engagement or different things, or even document generation, you know, for reports, things like we, we were talking to someone then and they were telling us this certain type of report was taking somebody a day to do basically, right? Like, uh, and then, and then they had that person become sick and then there were issues. And with other people we were talking about where training information becomes, becomes lost and then creating internal company knowledge bases, which have all the information there. So these are some of the areas where it's like your, your intranet, your knowledge base, your, your, you know, your customer support center, your sales outreach, your engagement, your ability to also understand pre-consultations from customers to get the information about what they're looking for. So before you even do your consultation or your screening or your audit or whatever, you get the information. So these are the kind of zones where it's, where it's very important and the technology is mature as well. So implement AI, we're kind of learning ourselves about work with a new business. What are our sort of workflows and processes? How are we going to sort of interface with the world? And what we then want to do is start to automate it all. So hopefully we want people to actually experience the power of AI and implement AI before they talk to a human. By the time they talk to a human, hopefully they're kind of blown away. We haven't quite got there yet. Starting to roll this out over time. And I think one of the key things is that is, is to start, is to just, you can't sit on your hands. It is to get out there and talk to us or whoever it is and say, look, yes. just explain to me what is the first step? And that's a conversation about, again, and my kind of X, Y axis is looking at your workflows and finding the ones where you think they're going to add the most value. And what's interesting is, is that where you're seeing the biggest change, the, the biggest impact is, is cognitive labor, obviously, but it's expensive cognitive labor because obviously, or expensive time consuming tasks for expensive labor, because that's where the highest ROI is going yeah. to be. And that's why a lot of you are, you know, you're posting yes. about lawyers, for example, uh, professional services that's they're going to be impacted the most because of the cost yeah so if we just think about like getting started okay right now imagine you're walking everywhere okay and then suddenly you've got the opportunity to then go onto a set of wheels be it a skateboard be it a scooter you start with something simple and then you go into a bicycle then an electric bike then a motorbike then a car then you go into a four by four then you go to a self-driving car the point was you had to add wheels and then the wheels increased your velocity and your range because there's a very nice image I saw, which basically showed almost like a, a Venn diagram kind of thing, like tasks that humans can do, tasks that computers can do, and then tasks that humans with augmentation can do, which are outside the realm of the, the kind of capability. So you can, you can have the people that are much bigger producers of content per day, much bigger, you know, they can outreach to 500 people per day or 1,000 people per day when they couldn't do that before. There's a lot more capability. And that Venn diagram, that crossover point yes. is, what, is what's growing essentially. You're seeing that growing all the time. So the capability of the organization grows as the capability of each person grows. So you literally almost want to kind of give each person an Iron Man suit, a cognitive Iron Man suit, basically, right? So they can actually do more things. And I think that's the key thing. You have to move from manual only to assisted, and then you upgrade because the, the speed that you go from, from scooter to motorbike to car to four by four to, you know, like you're just getting faster, but you've got the infrastructure in place. So that's the whole, you have to have that digital pipeline in place. And that's why we talk about, you know, start now, 
And there's a lot of things that we don't actually discuss on the podcast, but I'll just briefly allude to it. We talk about like the AI operating system, but it's about building in a modular way where different departments can connect to each other and give you a centralized database as well. Because that's where we feel that that competitive advantage comes. Because if you've got your own approach with your house style, with the way you do things, you can scale that basically. I think also it's about, in terms of talking about the mindset as well, it's about one of the the, the, the biggest costs is, is talent, it's, it's human resource. So what you want to do is extract the most value. But in the future, though, unless you're doing this, you won't be able to hire the best people. Yeah. Why the hell, I'll keep saying this, why are they going to come and work for some organization where they haven't automated the mundane? They're not augmented by an AI. They can't focus on the, the meaningful stuff that they enjoy doing, which is why they chose that career. And the other point I'd say is, is that one of the most frustrating things I find is that people say to us, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good, but this or that. And you're like, well, okay, you've got to just, whoa, 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 just stop for a minute. Just remember that six months ago, this was impossible. It literally cost millions of pounds of machine yeah. training to, to make this happen. And now they're $20, $20 a month. So like, I think there's two bits here. So like, first of all, you said like the, the best employees will want to work in an assisted environment. Of course. You remember the film Alien? Where Ripley goes in that Meccano suit, right? And then she's like able to like fight the giant alien because she's got like that that massive, almost like Japanese kind of like walking robot thing. Now imagine you, you get had someone saying, like, okay, I want you to like take on that alien. I ain't got no Meccano suit. You gotta do that by yourself, basically. I mean, it ain't gonna happen, isn't it? Right? You know, like Well, you, you go down going on your metaphor road, the my friend, one the one I use is is a bit like Iron Man, is you know, you've got a cage fight, right? It could be to the death, essentially. You're locked in this thing, and you've got the option of taking Iron Man in with you. And you just say, nah, I can't be bothered. Uh, I, I'm not sure it works. And it shouldn't have been helped. The helmet's a bit slow. It, it doesn't yeah. come down straight away, basically. Like, it's, 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 it's bonkers because you've got to understand that two things. One is, right now, it can completely change your business. And the second thing is, in six months, 12 months, it'll be fundamentally yeah. transformatively different again. So there's, a, there's another thing here, right? So we talked about making sure you attract the right staff so you've got the technology. But what if you're losing staff, right? So there's another business we're talking with and they had to replace five people because for whatever reason, different people's left and whatever like this. And so when we were talking about like onboarding video or the onboarding experience of new potential customers, I was suggesting it should be in their voice, literally their the business owner's voice, welcoming the person, saying the thing. And it, we weren't talking about using um, an avatar. We we're talking about doing it through, through audio. But my point was because he will never leave. So if you have like, you know, certain team members potentially in certain key points where you want to you know, have them as the head of a department or lead a department, you can use this to kind of like help build their influence or at the same time as a business owner, help almost like protect the continuity of the experience for your customers. You know, like that that's like another another area there. And the knowledge as well, that access to all that knowledge that they've created, that know-how is that it gets lost. Sometimes you've got to go and fish around yeah. to find it. It can be instantaneously available. And that's where that knowledge base and even like the recording of like how people are working. So then the, that know-how stays. And then and then also like when it when it's coming down to like you know team members and stuff. So for example, when you were talking about like delays and stuff, we were having this conversation about uh, like call centers essentially. I mean, I was doing some analysis. There's 60 to 70% turnover of staff per year in call centers basically, right? So imagine the cost of training, getting new people, making sure that they follow the stuff, the cost of auditing the calls to see that they're following the policy and procedure. With AI, you don't need someone to like- Try training improvements. Yeah, you know, like to, to continually listen to its call. I mean, you, you do in a different way, but what I'm trying to say is like, there's a lot of hidden costs in, in in a department when you are relying on purely biological carbon labor. Let's call it that. You know, <laughs> 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 Easy out. We're carbon labor. 
but they, but, but it, but I was like, well, like, the thing is that we can get very excited about this, right? Because when we started, this was, a lot of it's kind of theoretical. But now we we work with many, many clients, and we're learning very quickly about what the pain points are, what the issues are, what the mindsets are, how you implement AI. I think what we wanted to do in the pod today really is it's kind of reset. So. If you followed our podcast, we're into yes. our 30s now. We've covered a lot of brand. We focus on the news. Now we focus on the theme as well as the news. But the key here is we want to just go back to basics and start taking you through this process. And it is that going from zero to five, yeah. full autonomy. It won't be all at once in all departments and all workflows and all processes. You won't be removing all the people that work for you. It's not going to work like that. Be augmenting them for a long period of time. But the point is is to start looking at this and work out more. where can i implement ai with the least sort of the least friction essentially and then once you learn as the technology improves that venn diagram i spoke about in terms of humans and machines the overlap will become great eventually they'll kind of overlap but the machines can do more and more and it's going to make you grow faster it's going to make you more profitable and if you're more profitable it means you're creating more wealth you're creating a more valuable business so all we're essentially doing is creating wealth through artificial intelligence. Let me say one thing. If you're on a plane or you're on like a boat or anything like this, you've obviously got to calculate for the forces against you, like the wind speed, the the, the ocean, whatever it is like this. And you've got to adjust your rudder or your your, your direction and your, your flight path according to where you want to get to. Now, the, the, the point with this technology is you now have the ability to get to new destinations. So before, if you're going to get like to a certain place at a certain business size within three years, you can get there potentially quicker and you can do new possibilities. So the point here is, if you've got AI... You well, can... it, it, it's having a sense and then you've got cheap, yeah. So, it's, it's like, so you want to basically make sure that you reset your flight path based on what is possible right now because time is going to pass. Six months from now, 12 months from now, 18 months from now is going to happen anyway. The question is, you don't want to be the one that was overtaken. You want to be the one that's like keeping up or getting ahead, basically. And I think that's the key thing. I think I will finish that. I'm going to I'm going to try my blog on it today. Is about is McKinsey research that these are probably much bigger companies, but I think it applies to all businesses. The companies that are getting ahead using artificial intelligence, a they're getting ahead, and b they're going to stay ahead. We always say that in that kind of exponential growth, we're kind of down here somewhere where it kicks off. Once it does. The companies that are kind of on the boat, as we call it, leaving the harbour, they're the ones that are going to be more profitable and they're going to be very, very hard to catch because it isn't easily, you can't just wake up and implement AI in your business, right? There's a process, there's policy, there's governance, there's training, there's um, MVPs, proof of concept, ROI, leveling up your management team, there's um, getting your sort of stakeholder buy-in. Is actually then implementing it, testing it, measuring it, test, learn, build, and then you start to roll it out because you're becoming more, um, you're becoming better at it. That just takes time. You can't pull a rose out of a seed. <laughs> well, then on that note. <laughs> <laughs> so we could go on. We get very excited about it. We see this every day. Please read the wire paper, download it, go to implementai.io, implementai.io forward slash AI hyphen toolkit. If you're watching YouTube, you can see the QR code on the screen. That's it for this week. We're about 40 odd minutes in this week. It's a bit of a longer one for us. Um, AI of the week is going to be Google Gemini because I think if you're in that kind of Google ecosystem, then it's, you're going to be more familiar with it and you're probably, probably going to want to use it rather than in sort of OpenAI and the Microsoft stack as well. So go and have a play with a, a Gemini. If you're not paying for ChatGPT, Claude or Google Gemini, $20 a month yet, what are you waiting for? Because 
something we haven't touched on today is that you can augment and scale up yourself. You're going to have a, a sidekick, a sounding board, a strategic partner, someone that never gets tired. They'll talk to you at two in the morning when you can't sleep. If you're not doing it, literally, if it, if it one thing away with this podcast today, is sign up to one of them today and start using it. And, and you'll start to understand the power of it yourself. So once again, sign up for our newsletter. Uh, download the white papers. Please do, if you find this pod interesting or useful, please share it and please like it on YouTube and especially write us a, um, a review. And it will be, I'll probably be back in Lisbon. I'm going to be in Lisbon, aren't I? We'll be doing more from Lisbon quite soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to stay in London uh, up north for like the next week or so. But yeah, we'll be around back and forth. So this is the AI Assisted Organization podcast, Implement AI, myself, Piers and Lee, and Dr. Alok Shukla. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Thank you.